Welcome to the Vigilance Press Podcast Special Edition. Uh, tonight we're actually playing one of, we're playing back one of the recordings we've made of our uh, demo games that we ran at EtherCon uh, in November 16th weekend. This uh, group of players uh, includes myself, and Polly is running as GM, so um, we're uh, kind of padding the ranks a little bit so that we can get a good game going. But uh, let me let our guest, special guest players introduce themselves. Let's see, we've got um, Eric. How are you doing tonight? Yep, not too bad. How are you tonight, James? Pretty good, pretty good. So how long have you been playing games, role-playing games? Uh, since 1978, when my aunt and uncle gave me the first edition monster manual from first edition Dungeons & Dragons. High five, man. What a good way to start. <laughs> All right. So you're an old school grognard like me. Yeah. All right. Robin, how are you doing tonight? Oh, not too bad. Good to have you along. So tonight we're going to be doing a demo of the six-gun uh, villains, and we're going to be using the heroes from the Elements of Ruin free supplement, which you can download for free from RPG Now. Um, you can find the link on the uh, Vigilance Press website. Um, I will be playing Bounce, who is a, uh, an urban adventurer um, who happens to be a, uh, a teleporting hero. And um, Eric will be playing... Um, who are you playing, Eric? Uh, Viridian. Cosmic okay, you're going to be playing Viridian. Um, and, uh, Robin, you are playing Rockhound? Yep, I'm going to be playing Rockhound. Awesome. Um, all these characters are available free. They're power level 11 superheroes at uh, 15 points per level. Um, they are a part of a preview chapter that uh, will get you guys prepared to hopefully get excited about the uh, Kickstarter we're going to run for Elements of Ruin. I believe it's going to turn out to be early next year we get started with that because you're still waiting on some art to come, art <coughs> assets to come back, but I cannot wait to show you because I actually have Jeffrey Moy working on the cover for that book. So I, this is the first time I think I've announced this on the air. So Jeffrey Moy is um, an artist who's worked on the Legion of Superheroes, and he's going to be doing the... Uh, penciling and the coloring for the cover and his brother Philip is doing the inks I'm really excited, I can't wait to show it to you guys but um, that to the side Tali, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very good Have you recovered and rebounded from the last uh, demo session already? Well, we, uh, we, we did two yesterday and this is our second today and uh, ready to, to get it on and show these people what six is going to do Alright, cool, cool um, we are using the uh, virtual tabletop at Roll20.net tonight, so um, I'm not sure how this is going to sound to the audience. I'll try and kind of jump in from time to time with some explanations of what I see, but uh, there may be some shorthand. We'll probably be skipping a lot of the die rolling and the numbers uh, because that's all kind of handled on the tabletop. So uh, hopefully that'll mean this will run a little quicker and be more of a... Uh, a brisk experience for the listeners, but um, uh, if you know, give us some feedback. Tell us if you like hearing about it done on the tabletop, uh, because I'm actually curious to find out 
what the experience is like for you guys listening to them. But I'm going to shut up now and let the GM take over. So, Tali, uh, take it away. Sure. And as James was saying, we're at we're doing this at EtherCon, which is a virtual uh, convention being held uh, using the Roll20 tables. It has quite a few interesting features, which I'll be using during the demo today. Um, the the setup of the scenario basically we're going to jump right into some action uh considering we're we're just trying to showcase uh both some player characters from the elements of ruin uh book that's going to be coming out uh, a, a super team called the challengers these are going to be the player characters that the people here uh that have come in to play are going to be using and then uh, what we're going to be bringing against them are some characters from a book coming out f- uh, in the Do Vigilance line called uh, Six Gun. These are some uh, cybernetic mercenary villains that people can use in, the, in their scenarios. So uh, what I've got set up is we have a map here on the virtual game table. Uh, the way it looks is it's a a bridge with um, some various vehicles located on it. On on the northern side of the bridge, we have our three heroes from the Challengers who have showed up. We have Rockhound, who is uh, a mistress of uh, manipulating stone, and we have Viridian, who is a uh, a character who is glowing with the enormous energy, able to uh, to uh, use her vast strength and her 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 speed of her flight. Uh, plus her invulnerability to do amazing things. And finally, we have Bounce, the uh, amazing uh, teleport, teleporting hero who uh, always pops in with some sort of uh, quick wit and snappy comeback with uh, all of his foes. Uh, they're looking out on this uh, bridge that's in disarray at the moment. Right in front of them, there is a... Uh, there's an ambulance. It's been turned to the side a little bit, and there seems to be a medic who is uh, huddling right behind it uh, near near the back doors, uh, looking like they want to be able to help somehow in this situation. But uh, obviously, uh, as we move forward on the bridge, we'll see that it's beyond their ability at the moment. Um, further along, there are some uh, motorcycles and cars and a van that's uh, been abandoned here on the bridge. But right beyond that, there's a, a large military-style uh, prison transport vehicle. Uh, th- these kind of vehicles are what they use to transport uh, the the most dangerous villains that that they're uh, taking to the to the prison complex. Um, the call came in that there seemed to be some sort of uh, disturbance called in from the guards in the transport uh, vehicle saying that they were being attacked. And as the challengers get here, the first thing that they see uh, once they locate the vehicle is a very large, uh, rabid-looking uh, dog. Now, this thing is beyond any any size of a normal dog. This thing is huge with a big gaping uh, mouth of razor sharp teeth and currently with its massive strength it's banging into the side of this prison transport uh, looking like it's trying to actively get inside of it. 
on the outside of the transport, there are three bodies currently. There's uh, two people near the front of the transport and one person near the back. Uh, these people are uh, guards that were in the, the transport, and uh, it looks like they tried to defend against this animal and have all been injured. They're all still alive, but they do seem to be uh, injured in some sort of way. Um, on the other side of the van that's right next to the transport vehicle, there's a, a young lady uh, who seems to also have been uh, injured, and she's laying in some rubble next to the van. Um, beyond that, that's all the heroes see uh, other than some more vehicles that have been uh, abandoned further up uh, along the other side, the southern end of the, the bridge. And uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and have you guys roll initiative for me. Initiative. I should have seen this coming. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, oh, jeez. Of course, natural you want twenty to. on the initiative roll. All right. So that'll actually bump you up to uh, twenty-six total. Well, we'll bump we'll bump it up by five since it's a, a crit. Okay, so thirty-one. Yep. All right. Uh, looks like um, Rockhound's going to be at a twenty, and Sandy will be at a twenty-three. Well, he's okay. got a critical too, so that would make him a twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. All right. I think my luck's changing for the better, guys. <laughs> I come in last with a 20. Sucker. <laughs> well, actually, no. You'd, well, uh, you, you're, you're you'd tied. go before me. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's your dodge uh, on on Viridian? It is a six. A six, and well, uh, I think Rockhounds is actually higher, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he, he's got a better uh, initiative modifier, right? Yeah, Rockhounds got a plus two, and he's got a plus three, so I think he'd go first anyways. Well, we'll, we'll actually, we'll go by uh, we'll go by Dodge first. So uh, Okay, sure. Yeah, and um, so I'm going to go ahead and roll here for Spot, and get him in the initiative as well. I don't mean to alarm you guys, but there might be a fight. <laughs> he does seem to have done some sort of damage already. Yeah. Bad dog, bad dog. What? With dog fight? Oh no. Who Please. Sit dogs sit. Please, we just want to go ahead and, and put out a little disclaimer here at the front. No actual dogs were harmed in the taping of this podcast. <laughs> If I send Sandy after that, I'm I'm not going to get in trouble, right? No, that's that, okay. that's what that's why I made the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone did it because I wouldn't think that far ahead. All right. <laughs> then I'm going to go ahead and roll one other initiative here. Oops. All right, so the order is going to actually go bounce, 
And then we're going to go Sandy. And then it will be Rockhound. And then Viridian. And then Spot. Okay, so I'm, I'm up first. Yes, Bounce, okay. you are up first. So what would you like to do? As you see uh, these, these uh, people injured and, and this yep. dog attacking the transport. All right, well, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to kind of look at Viridian real quick because I consider her the team leader. And I'm going to say, uh, I'll run crowd control. And uh, I'm going to teleport over to the girl by the van. And I'm going to use treatment to... Uh, Basically, stabilize her, make sure she's okay before I move on to the next injured person. Um, so I'm going to teleport here. Okay. All right. So go ahead and move there. And as, I as you move, I, the, move I don't think I can move the character yet. Okay, sure. So as you, as you move there, um, you, uh, you see this woman. Go ahead and uh, do a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, perception or treatment? Uh, first do a, a perception check for me. Okay. 15. Okay. Okay. Actually, you, you notice something a little funny about this woman as, as you go nearer, uh, like you're going to touch her. Okay. Uh, so you you actually get a, a a funny feeling like maybe you shouldn't get too close. All right. Um, well, he teleports next to her and then kind of gets a funny feeling and, and steps back. Um, so she doesn't look as injured as she's playing. Is that the deal? Uh, as as you get as you get closer, you see that uh, she's not actually injured, uh, and she's got a bit of a kind of a um, a strange look on her face, like uh, like she's trying to act um, very still, but it doesn't look natural. All right, he teleports. You know, he basically pops in, looks at her, and then he kind of jumps back and he says, "Whoa, whoa." Yeah, and somebody's, as you... some uh oh, somebody's playing possum, and um, and I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna take my standard action and go uh, total defense. Okay, sure. And uh, like as as you do that, actually, she um, she uh, she you you see her kind of pop up, and uh, she she wipes away at her face. And uh, suddenly, you you can tell this 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 woman she doesn't look the same at all. Uh, she seems to have uh, been trying to lay some sort of trap for you, uh, but you've already moved away so quick that she she's not able to uh, drop you know drop her uh, trap on you. So uh, you managed to get out of that before she could do anything. So uh, good job there. Do you do you, would you like to do anything else with the turn uh, now no, that I, you've I, uh, I, drawn I, I, her out? No, I said I said I'm going total defense, which is a yeah, total action. defense. Yeah. Okay, all right. It basically, means anybody attacking me, I, I get to uh, roll the uh, 
my, my defense instead of taking a 10 on, on defense, and I get to uh, treat it as if it were a hero point reroll. So anything below an 11, I get to add 10 to it. Right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go to Sandy then. And uh, Sandy, what's what's going on with your uh, dog there, Rockhound? And you right. do you want to describe to everybody that's listening what uh, what what you envision your uh, your dog as? All right. Uh, well, I, I imagine a Rockhound as a James put it earlier is a very large mastiff like dog made of solid rock and uh, maybe like bits of gems and such uh, embedded in his uh, skin or his granity hide. Um, standing probably a good four feet tall. Sure. At least a shoulder. All right. So um, we can clearly see this uh, uh, spot in the middle there, right? Uh, yes, Absolutely. And he's he's create, creating all kinds of uh, yeah because he, he's creating because of the fact that he's creating so much trouble. Okay, all right. So um, Sandy's going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and leap over there and try and take care of business. Okay, and uh, prove that he's the alpha dog. All right. So let's see. Um, now, what what is Sandy's uh, movement? Is uh, does he have any kind of extra speed there? Well, Sandy actually has a couple of movement abilities, which is really nice. Uh, he's got leaping at three, which gives him 60-foot movement in a single uh, pounce. Or he's got speed of six, which gives 120 miles per hour movement. Yeah, he's absolutely able to get uh, right over there next to him. Yeah, so he's going to go ahead and jump on over there and uh, take a bite out of crime. All right, so go ahead and roll that. All righty, and that is a... Plus 10 over here. Okay, and I guess the modifier didn't add on that one. So I'll roll a 16, and that's going to be a plus 10. So 26 all day. 26. All right, yeah, 26 is going to hit. All right, and that is a damage of his strength, which is a 10. All right, let me roll that. And everybody has uh, control of their tokens now. All right, so I rolled a 18 with that plus 10 modifier of defense there on spot. So uh, uh, the the actual effect would be a 25. So unfortunately, it doesn't it doesn't affect him. Uh, now, as as Sandy gets closer to this uh, massive dog-like creature, uh, you can you can kind of sense through Sandy that that this isn't a normal at all dog. Although you would have already kind of figured that out but it seems to be uh, almost like a, a a mixture of of animals that have uh, almost like a mutated mixture of animals creating this huge predatory beast and uh so as you attack at it and it doesn't uh actually affect it do you want to do you want to describe that oh, what kind of hide does it have uh it looks like a, a a furry hide uh to to the outside view right now with them being un- uninjured at all Okay, so uh, Sandy will charge on up, running on all fours, and just tries to take a big uh, bite out of this uh, 
Spot's neck and Spot will kind of roll over and the extra skin on his neck will just kind of uh, make Sandy slip off and uh, as they stare at each other menacingly. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Good job. And uh, just to point out to everybody that's listening, of course, all the players start out with one hero point as we start. Uh, as we've gone over in the other uh, broadcasts of uh, Beacon City and such, uh, you know, all the different uses for those hero points. The most obvious one and the one used the most is re-rolling, but we'll see how the players use those through through the campaign. And as people give good descriptions while we go along, I'll be rewarding extra uh, hero points along with when they play up complications, things of that nature. So, Also, if you guys play up complications on your uh, character sheet, be sure to mention that, Jimmy, and I'll, I'll award you hero points. So, uh, so good job on that. And um, with that, we go from Sandy to its master, uh, Rockhound. What is Rockhound doing? All right, so Rockhound sees that uh, Sandy's having a little bit of trouble. So we're going to use Shape Earth. They create 11, and we're going to try and uh, warp the asphalt and concrete of the bridge to um, uh, capture a uh, spot over there. Okay. So um, do you want to run that as a standard DC or me to roll it? Which, which power were you using? Which uh, specific uh, It's going to be uh, Shape Earth. The Shape Earth. Okay. Yeah, so which... Is a create powered eleven? Yeah, um, and you're you're wanting to actually do damage, or you said you're trying to trap. I'm sorry. I'd uh, trap him. Trap. Okay. Yeah. Um, what we'll what we'll do is uh, we'll have her her just uh, roll a, a dodge to see first if it if it hits against the the effect. Or, let's see. So. Uh, Spot here is looking at a eight. Spot's one ugly dog, by the way, for anyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah, that, that artwork is by Alex Williamson, and the uh, you, can, you can check his image out in the gallery on the, the website. Beyond being this big hulking uh, beast, it's uh, it basically got like this brown fur with a uh, lighter shade, almost kind of whitish hair, chest. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, uh, basically, he's got, like, scaly face, and he's got like porcupine spines coming off his shoulders. He's just like yeah, a spine is what gets you. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and roll that check there. Okay. So yeah, you're you're uh, it hits and. Um, I'm going to give him a, a resistance check to see if he can uh, resist the effect. And then I'll let you describe what it all looks like here. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 able to uh you're able to uh capture him. So why don't you describe what it looks like? All right. So uh Rockhound is focusing her efforts warping the uh, asphalt and concrete and as uh Spot is basically staring off and uh, contending with uh, Sandy. His pulse or her pulse starts slowly sinking into the asphalt and then it starts to re solidify, capturing her. 
All right, nice. So yeah, so the uh, the uh, the huge hulking beast here is is now uh, captured with this rock formation, and uh, we go to Viridian. Okay, well, so um, here's the uh, Viridian, uh, knowing that she has to uphold the good, which is one of her motivations, is going to uh, fly at the at uh, spot and uh, crash into him using her, the uh, sorry Eric neutron, neutron punch I'm sorry okay sorry I drew a blank there for a second um, and I end up with a 25 altogether okay and just to be clear since you didn't you didn't move there you you were going after spot yes I'm okay. sorry Okay. All right. And so, yeah, that, that will hit. So what it, what's the DC that Spock's re- resisting against? 28. Okay. Yes, 28. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's definitely going to affect him. That's going to bruise him. Um. So he he's captured in, in, in this rock formation and uh and you're able to do that. Go ahead and describe that for us. Uh so you know, like like I said, she um <clears throat> sees the downed civilians and uh flashes out with her viridian light behind her and charges into uh, spot and smashes in with the uh neutron punch. Uh, shaking him backwards a little bit, even though he's trapped in the ground, and then the energy ripples over him for the secondary effect. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, and that secondary effect, like uh, James was saying later uh, or earlier, uh, that basically the the damage will also affect it on the next round. So from that same punch. So uh, so good job. That was a nice uh, nice shot there on spot. And uh, from Viridian, actually goes to Spot. Uh, while you've come in and, and done some damage here, uh, its natural, uh, you know, canine instincts have kind of taken over for the moment, and it's f- still focusing on on this stone dog of Sandy. So uh, Spot is actually going to uh, turn its attention away from the transport for the moment and uh, focus on on Sandy here. So he's he's going to. Uh, kind of uh, spring up on his back feet and then come down with his uh, clawed paws almost in the, in the, uh, the, the way a, a lion would uh, rather than a dog. And so I'm going to roll that attack check here. All right, so a 23 to hit Sandy's parry. Yeah, that is parry. I was looking at dodge. Yeah, it's going to hit. Same okay. Number. Yeah, so um, you're looking at a DC-20 um, check there for me. All right, DC-20. Let's see, and Sandy here, he's pretty tough cookie. Uh, let's see, well, you said uh, 20? Mm-hmm. So that's an uh, effect of 10, right? Uh, no, he's, it's, an, it's a damage of 5, uh, and you add 15 to any uh, damage effects. So oh, that's the, right, the DC yeah. DC-20. Yeah. Well, um, Sandy has imperious, excuse me, folks, uh, impervious toughness twelve. So that will actually cover it. So uh, yeah, 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 that uh, that means that 
any damage of six or less, uh, Sandy is not affected by. So uh, while the while uh, Spot is able to get a good uh, hit on uh, Sandy, it's not able to do any solid damage. So I'll, I'll actually let you describe that. So uh, Spot coming down like a uh, more like a tiger or a lion instead of a dog tries to rake along Sandy's back, and Sandy just kind of rolls and uses his shoulder to absorb most of it, knowing that his tough uh, stone hide will deflect all of the damage. Awesome. Great job. All right. Go ahead and take hero point for that. Yeah, hero points. All right. And so Spot, uh, with a uh, a bit of a strange whine of frustration, uh, comes back down on his paw, and he uh, shakes his head and uh, looks back at Sandy with a with a renewed look of uh, uh, of of fire in his eyes and and is ready to uh, spring forward again. But uh, actually, we'll we'll go ahead and move from that though to the top of the initiative again with bounce. Bounce, what are you doing? Okay, so um, camo hasn't acted yet, or did she? No. Okay, so in that case, um, glancing at her uh, obvious military uniform now that she's, well actually no, she's probably still in the same outfit, she's just got her weapon handy now, but um, I'm going to look her over and and say, (laughs) if that's your dog lady, you better call him off, we're here to help people, but we, you know, we can fight if we need to. She looks at you very sternly and she says, you better not harm him at all. We're here to get our family back. Your family is in a prison vehicle. You're going to have to go through the proper channels to do that. Not today, honey. And uh, she'll, uh, you know, she'll, she'll draw her gun out and train it at you. Okay. When she pulls her gun, I'm going to act, and, and he's going to um, he's going to make an, an attack roll here. Let me see here. He's he's basically going to do his normal unarmed attack. And where is that? Uh, he basically does kind of a um, uh, since he's kind of sitting on the the front of the van. Um, he's going to do like a breakdancing move where he puts his hands down and like spins his legs like a capoeira style kick. And in the middle of the kick, he kind of blink teleports like three feet to the left to catch her by surprise. And let's see if that works. He's rolling. Uh, I hit a 31. Yep. That's going to (laughs) hit. Um, so he smacks her. She's got to uh, resist a damage value of six. So that's uh, a difficulty of twenty-one. Okay. Let's see what she does. Uh, she is able to resist that. Um, you do okay. hit her full on, but she she's able to take the impact. Why don't you describe that? Okay. He spins and, and does a teleport kick and catches her on the, on, on the side of the head. She kind of r- rolls back with it. And um, he spins around and drops into a, a kind of a Spider-Man-like crouch, one hand, one hand on the ground, one hand in the air. The, his other two feet kind of splayed on the ground. 
in front of the van and, um, you know, watchful. He's like, last chance, lady, drop it. She says, no, I think uh, you'll be coming around to my way of thinking pretty soon. But she keeps uh, the same kind of stern face the whole time. All right. Um, and uh, with that, we'll we'll move over to uh, to Sandy. Sandy, uh, what are you? What's going on with the dog? righty. Well, the Sandy's going to try and put this other dog down for good. We'll just see how it turns out. All right, so we're going to go ahead and use regular um, physical attack. Unless I'm missing something, which I don't think I am. Well, it's pretty all straightforward. All right, so we're going to roll this. All righty, um, Sandy's going to hit with 25. Uh, and yes, that will hit. So, And Sandy's strength is a 10, so that means we're looking at a DC 25. <laughs> Right, and spot is at a negative one, although it's uh well, it's not at the end of his turn yet, so so um, let's see, we're looking at a he's down to a plus nine on his defense, all right, he did not roll so good that time he was looking for a twenty five he he got a fourteen altogether that means that eleven is what he's uh, uh missing there, so that's three degrees. He is staggered and bruised again. you want to describe what happens so <clears throat> uh sandy fully um aware of the situation who he's finally um coming up up against lunges out and takes a big chunk and drives in his teeth and a little bit deeper this time into Spot's neck avoiding the uh, barbs and quills that are on the Spot's shoulders sure yeah those things look nasty I'm just saying well you know he's uh, he's he's made a stone but you never know it could it could affect him yeah yeah and uh, so alright good job and with that it, it moves to again his master uh, Rockhound what's Rockhound doing uh, Rockhound's actually going to move towards his paramedic and uh, see if uh, they need any help. There's a paramedic by the ambulance, right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, the paramedic looks very glad to see that the challengers have arrived on the scene, uh, staying kind of crouched down the whole time, kind of, you know, crouch walks over to you and, and says, uh, Rockhound, I'm, I'm so glad to see you. Uh, I, I want to help those people, those guards over there that got hurt, but I can't get to them. I'm, I, that, that beast, it tore them up. If I get near it, it'll, it'll, it'll kill me. And uh, Rockhound will say, stay here. The challengers have it now. Absolutely. And uh, if you can get them here, I'll, 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 I'll do what I can to keep them stable. I'll see what we can do. So he uh, he kind of crouches back and, and gets back by the uh, the back doors of the ambulance. Alrighty. And uh, I think uh, I think that's gonna be it for uh, rock or rockhound. Actually, you have a you have a standard action still. Um, since you since you told him you uh, you were going to um, help with the civilians, you could. You could uh, use your powers to do that if you'd like. 
All right. Uh, well, I'm going to turn that standard into a move action. I'll move up uh, next to the armored vehicle. Okay. All right. I'll let that. That'll be fine. So uh, Rockhound runs up towards the the action and the the armored vehicle there, uh, right next to one of the wounded people laying there. Uh, that's obviously dressed as what seems to be one of the prison guards. They've got a, a gun there by their by their side, which seemed to have done no real damage at all at the spot before you got there. But now that you're here, hopefully you'll be able to save them. So. Uh, that was Rockhound's turn, and then we go to Viridian. Uh, something I forgot last turn is uh, favorite environment. Since she's flying, uh, I'm going to take the plus two to uh, attack rolls. Okay. Um, she is going to uh, see that Spot is like staggered, and she's going to rise up. And I said down and just hammer down on his head using a power attack. Okay, go ahead and roll that up. 19. 19. Uh, Let me check real quick on that. That is going to hit. All right. That would be a 33 this time. Okay. Finding all that up. And currently, um, it's still not the. It still hasn't been Spot's turn yet, so he's still at a negative two, and he's staggered at the moment. So this could very well get this doggy here. All right, and you said it was 31? 33. 33, okay. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking at, at, a, at a knockout there. So you want to describe that? Yeah, so uh, like I said, she uh, flies up a little into the air and just drives her fist down with the viridian energy exploding as it hits. And, you know, I said down, and then she's going to turn and uh, move over towards uh, camo. Uh, and uh, what seems to be the problem going on here? And uh, Camo Camo looks at you and says, uh, "What? What are you even doing here? This was supposed to be que- clean and quick." And uh, she, now that she's seen that you've uh, laid out her dog, uh, as soon as she realizes that, she kind of screams out. Uh, uh, like she has some sort of connection to this animal. Um, and then she's going to turn on you and say, you're going to wish you had never done that. If you would have leashed your dog, none of this would have happened. All right, good job. So it uh, it would have went to spot, but he's, he's knocked out. So um, we will go ahead and go to... Um, Suddenly, uh, you guys hear a shot ring out. Um, you don't see where it's from uh, at the moment, but it's coming towards uh, Sandy. So let me go ahead and roll to see 
what happens there. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Sandy gets hit with a, oh, with, hurt. with a massive blast. Um, I mean, this is a, a massive blast. And uh, go ahead and roll toughness for me. Alrighty. And, oh, why does it do that? Alright, here we go. That's going to be a 22. Definitely probably not going to be enough. Uh, no, actually, um, the DC was going to be a 37. So that is actually going to be enough. Well, actually, no, that will be uh, uh, just enough to uh, fully stagger and, and bruise him. Alrighty. If it had been one more, it would have been a knockout. All right. Well, at least at least I got a twenty-two. Absolutely. So, uh, do you want to describe what happens as suddenly from nowhere you hear this uh, shot ring out, and then uh, your stone dog is is blasted and uh, hurt pretty pretty bad? Uh, you 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 can describe what it looks like. So, um, the, the shot rings out as the bullet breaks the sound barrier, and it slams into Sandy and his stone hide starts to crack and crumble as bits of rock and rubble fall onto the uh, street and bridge. All right. He starts whimpering. Awesome. Great job. Go ahead and take hero point for your description. All right. Good job. So that was uh, the mysterious shot from nowhere. And then next we have Camo, who is going to react against the two of you who, who have uh, come up upon her now. Uh, she's already annoyed that this plan is not going off well and that her, uh, her, little, her little trap that she had planned in case anybody did come along also was thwarted by bounce, being able to uh, see through it. Uh, she, she's, she's not in the best mood at the moment. So uh, she is going to train her, her um, let's see, she's gonna, at the moment she's going to train her assault rifle around and she's going to go ahead and uh, shoot off a spray right at bounds. So let me go ahead and roll that up. <laughs> Obviously, her anger over Spot has has uh, made her a, a bit shaky in her aim. Do you want to describe what happens there, James? Yeah, she starts shooting, and he starts rapidly teleporting. And wherever every time she starts sweeping her gun off to one side, he's like teleporting in the other direction. Um, yeah. So she she basically keeps weaving the gun back and forth, blowing the heck out of the van as he, like, dodges and zips around. But the bullets all just kind of draw this huge circle around on on the van and then blow two of the windows out, making basically a big smiley face with a gap-tooth grin. Awesome. Great and, job. Uh, and he, he kind of, like, appears behind her briefly. Um, 
and 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 goes, "Hey, you're an artist with that," and then and zaps back to where he was standing. Sure, awesome. All right, go ahead and take a arrow point for your description. Very good. Okay. And uh, so that was Camo's turn, which means we're going back to the top of the order uh, with Bounce. What are you doing, Bounce? Um, let's see. Uh, he's actually um, still concerned about the uh, the people lying around the, the truck. So he's, um, but she's she's firing on him. So he's going to take um, a quick action, and uh, he's got basically the teleport version of move by action, which is the uh, change direction uh, extra. So he's going to teleport over to this guy that was the, the guard that was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to quickly grab him and teleport him up to the uh, to the ambulance and leave him there. Okay, absolutely. So you do, and, and as you do that, you see the, the medic... Uh, uh, you know, rush over and and uh, you know look him over, make sure that he uh, seems to be okay to move, and uh, pulls him um, back over on a stretcher over towards the inside of the the ambulance and begins to uh, to uh, check him out. Like, I'll bring the others over out of the line of fire as quick as I can. Take care of this guy. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I, I you guys are lifesavers. It's what I do. And uh, she she's already back to work on this uh, on this patient here, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and give you a hair point for uh, saving uh, a civilian there. So good job. Okay. And uh, did you want to move any further with your with your move action? You you've got a, a large range here on this on this bridge with your with your uh, teleportation power. Uh. Sh- um, I don't have any idea where that shot came from, do I? Um, uh, not currently, but you can do a perception check. Yeah, let me let me do a perception check on that real quick. Let's see, his perception is a plus six. So I roll t twenty plus six, and I get a natural twenty. So I've got a thirty-one on that. Oh, you you got a natural twenty? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, I tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and say that since you got since you rolled a natural twenty, I'm going to say that um, uh, while you don't see a person uh, f- in the far distance uh, across the bridge on the uh, on the east side uh, top of the toll tower, you see a glimmer of some metal. That moves. You don't see anybody attached to it, or, or or anybody standing there, but you see this glint of 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 some metal, which makes you think maybe the barrel of a gun. Can you can you ping the map briefly where where you're talking about? Yes, right here. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm I'm gonna teleport back over to this guy, taking a chance to, to try to help this guy on my next round. And uh, as I'm here, I'm going to say, um, guys, I think he's over there. And I point in this direction where I think sure. the guy is. I think, like, I think there's a sniper up there. Absolutely. So, yeah, over in this area where you guys see the blue ring forming, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's the area that you see bounce pointing towards. 
All right. And so great job. Um, and with that, we will move from Bounce to Sandy. Now, Sandy's just got hit with a pretty good shot there. What it, what's Sandy doing? All righty. Um, Sandy did get hit pretty good with that shot. Uh, and Spot's down, right? Spot is down. Yeah. And, okay. So, um, let's see. Spot can go ahead and grab this uh, injured guy and drag him backwards towards the medic. Or no, because he's staggered, he can only do one action. Um, Sandy's going to go ahead and try and recover. Well, since the civilian is uh, not resisting against you, I would I, w- I would call that a free action of picking him up and just drag him backwards. I mean, he's adjacent to you, so yeah. Okay, and Sandy's uh, land movement is. I think good enough to get him back to the... Absolutely, yeah. His speed is more than enough. So that is what Sandy's going to do. Okay. So uh, we'll go ahead and move him back there as well. So uh, the medic uh, is a little spooked out by Sandy's big massive form as he uh, comes dragging this this guard uh, by the by the uniform, by the back of his neck, kind of dragging him backwards. Uh, Still kind of limping from the shot. Yeah, and uh, the the you know you see the guard is kind of starting to come to a little bit and moaning and groaning and as he opens his eyes he he sees you know he's he's uh, the back of his uh, uniform there is caught up in the mouth of a giant stone dog and he kind of like he he just kind of like and like passes back out and uh, she she uh, meekly comes over and says drop drop him boy. And uh, when Sandy drops him, she uh, she grabs him up and, and pulls him into the ambulance as well. So good job on that. Uh, I'll also give you a hero point for saving a civilian, uh, which goes to Rockhound. And then um, the turn actually goes to Rockhound as well. Alrighty, and Rockhound is going to follow suit to her uh, longtime companion. and But she's going to form a... Um, I'm wondering, um, see if I can do a geokinesis. Yep. And I'll pick up a, a chunk of a uh, layer of asphalt and I'll, she'll hover the uh, soldier back to the ambulance. Absolutely. Yeah, you're easily, uh, with, the, with the strength of your uh, geokinesis, you're easily able to manipulate uh, his small amount of weight and uh, gently bring him back over uh, with finesse to the uh, to the ambulance area. So uh, he he is dropped off and and uh, the the medic uh, seems a little overworked at the moment, but is happy to at least have these uh, wounded people there so that they're not in the the line of fire anymore. So good job, good job. Uh, go ahead and take one more hero point. Oh wow! And with that, we will go to um, um, Viridian. Uh, so Viridian is going to look at Camo. She's holding an assault rifle, correct? Absolutely, yes. And uh, looks at her and says, "You need to put that down before somebody gets hurt." And then he, uh, she's going to attempt to smash the assault rifle. And I'm still going to use the plus two from favorite environment for that sure absolutely 
So I end up with a 25. 25, okay. believe that will hit. Uh, yes, that will hit. So what, what, what is the resistance I'm looking at? Um, uh, I inflicted damage on the object. Oh, if you're attacking an object, you don't have to roll. But if you do roll, you, uh, you, it's counted as a critical. Well, if, if it's in somebody's hands, it's like a disarm. She still, he, has, he has to attack it um, still. <clears throat> So you're you're actually trying to disarm then? Okay, so that's that's an no, attack. No, it's a smash maneuver. He's doing. The yeah, I'm, I'm trying to smash the the assault rifle to break it. Okay, all right, all right. So and and you did it at at a negative, or do you have improved? Um, I I did the negative five, but added the plus two in for the favorite environment. Okay. So I ended up with a minus three. Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. Strength of her ammo or her gun. Let me look this up. Hold on one second. Yeah, it's basically he has to attack the defense of the the the, uh, the target character that's holding the object. So he has to hit her defense, uh, but he's got a minus five penalty. Well, he did that, but now we're trying to yeah. determine. It. The strength of the oh, gun, okay, so I didn't we can realize see if it smashes. Okay. I'll look at the toughness of the gun real quick here. on page 192. Well, if you're looking at it, what's the toughness of an assault rifle? <laughs> um, iron is 7. Steel is 9. It, it'd probably be like uh, Let me look an under equipment. inch thick of steel at most. Yeah, I'd say it's a toughness 9. Okay. While parking it. It's, just, it's, it's equipment. It's not really a um, it's not really a device, as I recall. It's built as regular equipment. Yeah, device would be its uh, points divided by five. Eric had to go and make all this complicated. Yeah, no, sorry. No. I, 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 uh... no, it's great. I mean, I just, uh, uh, you know, I didn't have that stat readily available, so. Um, but, uh, what, what was the strength again of your, your damage? Uh, 28. 28. Okay. So, uh, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't actually, uh, break. Do you want to describe what happens as you, as you do this and, uh, she's able to, uh, keep it from, uh, smashing? Uh, so yeah, so, um, you know, she tells her to drop the gun before anybody gets hurt and then she, uh, and hauls off to smash the gun and, uh, Camo sees the punch coming and kind of rolls with the punch so that the uh, assault rifle isn't damaged. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, she's been trained very heavily in uh, in combat, especially with arms, so uh, 
she knows how to roll with the punches, as they say. So, uh, good try there. Uh, do, do you want to do anything else? You, you, you haven't really moved, so. Well, no, I'm just okay. staying where there to. Uh... Sure, absolutely. Okay, so then that means it will go from uh, Viridian to Dead Eye. And uh, where where you guys saw the the ping there, um, he is going to uh, send out another shot. He hasn't uh, revealed himself, but you you've kind of determined his location here now, so you know the direction where he's coming from. But he's gonna send out another shot. This time he's going to actually try to shoot uh, Viridian there, who is uh, attacking Camo. So. He's gonna he's gonna do like the uh, the normal version of power attack, not the advantage, but the the two point version, uh, which means he is bringing his attack check down to an eight. Uh, that's I'm more than likely uh, not gonna hit there with a with the thirteen. So uh, I get a thirteen altogether to hit you or dodge. Uh, a dodge is six. So. Yep. So um, he he he's he's still underneath that, and uh, so you hear this uh, another shot uh, marking him even further where his location is coming from, uh, and it, it it does not hit you. Do you want to describe what what happens? Uh, um. Yeah. The, uh, the the subsonic round you know fires off and. Uh, as Viridian is recovering from the uh, punch on camo, she pulls back again, and the bullet will fly by and hit the van in, in front of her. Sure. Okay. Awesome. Good job. And uh, so you're able to keep from uh, getting hit by this blast, and but then camo is going to try to change tactics here. Uh, she's going to actually sling her gun and... Um, She's going to turn to you, Viridian, and basically, um, let's see. Yeah, basically, um, she starts focusing on you, and she's like, why, why are you even here? You look so, so sleepy. It's, it's, it's so obvious. It's just written all over your face. And uh, she's uh, what what for the, for those listening. What Camo is doing is she's actually able to uh, affect pheromones, and uh, she's sending out some uh, some sleepy time pheromones at the moment towards Viridian. So we'll see what happens here. Um, get that going here. And it is a rolled check, so. All right. The uh, the check did not turn out so well for Camo, so uh, why don't you describe what happens there, Viridian, as she's trying to uh, send these uh, sleep pheromones out at you. So she uh, tries to talk Viridian into falling asleep, and uh, her eyes start to get uh, a little heavy for a second, and then she realizes, wait. I just had a cup of coffee. I'm not tired. <laughs> All right. Nice. Good job. 
So, uh, so she's she's obviously getting frustrated that nothing here seems to be working for them, uh, and uh, she's trying to determine a new tactic uh, from there. So, uh, that will be her turn, and we will go back to bounce at the top of the uh, line here. At the top of the hour, it's bounce, bounce, moving. All right, bounces so to see. the top. Yeah. All right. Well, all the. Uh, the innocents have been moved to safety, it looks like. So, Bounce is going to go on the offensive. He's going to, um, he's going to use his mobility and uh, teleport up to where he saw the shot coming from. Yep. And um, I'm going to assume that uh, even when I get up there, I don't see the tar- the, the sniper. Not initially, although where you land is so close to him that he actually moves just a, a bit. And when he does, uh, you are able to see, like, suddenly uh, this, the area right in front of your feet kind of shimmers. And you see him roll away and, um, like, turn his gun up at you. So now he's on his back um, with the gun facing up at you. So he's prone at the moment. All right. I am going to attempt a disarm because that's a big, big, scary-looking gun. Sure. And and as he grabs it, he's going to say, "Knock, knock. Who's there?" <laughs> All right. And a- um, he uh, he grabs at the gun, so he's um. Bring up the dice roller again. I have a habit of cleaning up the desktop, so I keep putting this thing away. Um, let's see. It's going to be 15, and then he's got a minus 2. So he's now, he, he he is prone, so you're going to get a plus 5 to your attack check. Okay. Um, but, you, but you're doing a disarm, case, so it's at a negative 2, so that'll be a plus 3. I actually have improved disarm. Okay, so then you don't even have to worry about that, so you're at a and, plus 5. Uh, Forgot about that, and let's see. I don't have the power attack feat, but he's going to power attack for two, so he's going to minus two to his attack, so it's a 13. But he's going to get plus two to his strength for the purposes of trying to rip this gun out of the guy's hand. Okay. So I'm going to roll my attack. I get an actual 20 again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, that's a so bumping up by another and then I'll five. Bump, bump five up so my strength uh, which was an acting value of eight, uh, now goes up to a thirteen. So, okay. Um, Let me do history. It's, it's an opposed roll, right? Uh huh. So I, I get to roll for a, a thirteen strength. Mm hmm. Okay. So, which is the same number I just rolled, oddly enough. Alright, this time I get a twenty. All right, we tied. Um, Can I hero point that and re-roll? Sure. All right. 27 this time. Okay, right, so yeah. We'll you say, want to borrow a hero point? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say you're, you're totally able to, uh, to pull that off. So, uh, so why don't you describe what happens as you're able to, to yank that away? Um, he, he's, he grabs the gun and rips it out of the guy's hands, and he says... Um, 
like, you got to watch it, pal. You can put somebody's eye out with this thing. And um, I'm going to use uh, my uh, ability to move my action, and I'm going to teleport with his gun all the way to the other side of the fight. Sure, and and uh, before you pop away, as you say that about putting somebody's eye out, he says, oh, it's not so bad, you can get them replaced. <laughs> and uh, so then you pop away with his gun, but he keeps a uh, he keeps his cybernetic eyes trained on you, and so he, he sees where you go. Of course, you're way out of his reach at the moment. So, so good job. Uh, awesome. And so that was Bounce, and we are going to move to Sandy. Uh, what's Sandy doing? Alrighty, well, Sandy, uh, Sandy's not very uh, happy about that uh, sniper up there either. And um, is is this uh, Dead Eye standing up now, or? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's uh, he's had his gun rustled away from him, and he's he's stood up. He's he's about ninety feet away from where Sandy is. Okay, let's see. Uh, well, Sandy. Luckily, can uh, pounce. Uh, oh, I'd have to double move. It looks like uh, sixty feet. So, um, Sandy's gonna go ahead and jump over and land on top of the uh, building. You can do a charging, a slam, if you want. You can combine can, that that second move with an attack. Now, actually, you said Sandy's uh, movement is is speed five, correct? Uh, well, his base is like land speed is speed six. He can run 120 miles per hour, but if uh, Deadeye is on a like on a ledge or on top of that building, you're it using looks your like, leaping. Yeah, it's going to have to be leaping. And his leaping is one. Yeah, he's got leaping three, which gives him 60 feet. So let me back out. It's really kind of hard to... Well, but... Uh, so it would be two actions, but, you know, one move and then yeah, jumping could, up com- there. Yeah, exactly. You could use your speed to get all the way over there and then leaping get you right up on there. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go ahead and do that, and then I'll use speed to go and jump up there. And then I will burn one of these hero points... Which I've so fondly acquired, and uh, he's going to take a uh, bite out of that sniper. Okay, so you're going to keep him take from going. Take a bite out of crime. Team. I've been waiting <laughs> to say that. Been waiting all night, haven't you? <laughs> all righty. So that is a plus ten. Go ahead and roll this up. And oh, fourteen to hit. All right, 14, uh, unfortunately, is not going to hit. No. Now, if you want to, uh, you could, you could, you don't have to have used, you know, you don't have to use a hero point to, to do extra effort. Um, we could just have him be fatigued, and then you could use that hero point instead of reroll. Yeah, I feel like if I get him fatigued, though, uh, something bad's already going to happen. He's already bruised. Comple- so no. yeah, completely up to you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. Okay, absolutely. So uh, that was Sandy's turn, and then it goes to Rockhound. All right. Well, Rockhound is going to uh, um, Earth Surf on top of this uh, APC, mm-hmm. and to get a better vantage point. Sure. 
and she is going to uh, pick up some rubble from the uh, broken down bridge, and she's going to hurl it at a dead eye. Okay, absolutely. So fighting some fire with fire. And I think that would be a... That, that would be your geokinesis. Yeah, regular geokinesis. That's at a plus seven. And that is a... 17 hit. 17. Let's see here. That is actually going to hit. All righty. And that is geokinesis. And it's a move object, 15. All right, so that's uh, that's going to mean it's a strength of uh, 30 DC there. So that's a massive attack. And his his uh, strength is not, or his toughness isn't super big, so let's see what happens here. I don't always hit, but when I do, it hurts. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I need a beer. That, that's going to hurt a lot. Oh, that's yeah. going to hurt a lot. In fact, that's going to knock him out. So... Uh, uh, as as uh, he's made himself uh, visible there, uh, suddenly he realizes as a mountain of rocks are coming at him that that was the worst thing he could have done. So I'm going to let you describe what happens. So as uh, Sandy jumps up there and kind of distracts him, Deadeye's getting ready to probably pop a shot at Sandy. Uh, Rockhound jumps on top of the APC and balls up a uh, nice... Um, torso-sized boulder and then chucks it with her uh, geokinesis and hits Deadeye directly in the head. Absolutely. And uh, and you hear hear like a loud uh, clang as the impact hits, but uh, he goes down solidly in a a heap as the the rocks plummet him or pummel into him. Uh, and he he plumbles to the to the ground, but uh, so he he is he's laid out uh, on top of this toll booth uh, with Sandy there uh, right next to him, and uh, from there it is actually going to go to Viridian. Okay, so um, Viridian, uh, I don't like the way you're messing with me, Miss. And she's just going to uh, neutron punch her in the face. Okay. <laughs> and I ended up with a 15. Uh, 15, unfortunately, is not going to hit. Then I think I am going to reuse my single hero point. Sure. Absolutely. And that's going to be a. That's going to end up being a 24 this time. Since you re-rolled, you rolled under an 11 there, so you get to add an extra 10 to your roll. From a 14, it comes up to 24. So that's definitely going to hit. Um, and she is... She's not hurt yet, but I've got a feeling she's about to be. So uh, your, your uh, damage strength there is a 31, is that right? 28. 28, okay. So we're looking at... Toughness check. Yeah. Of wow, a natural twenty. So um, she she takes that that punch full on, and it does not affect her. Do you want to describe what happens? Uh, 
uh, again, since she's such a highly trained combatant, um, the Viridian smashes her and the, uh, the bluish green energy rolls over, you know, will continue to envelop her, but, uh, she rolls away from the punch and, uh, Viridian just kind of shakes her head in frustration. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, so yeah, so, uh, with that, it is going to go, um, to her. And um, she's going to say, look, look, obviously this is getting us nowhere. Why don't you just help me clean up this mess and uh, forget your friends. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get my friends and we'll, we'll get out of here and we'll, uh, everything will be fine. Don't worry. And uh, again, she's sending out these pheromones trying to affect you. But this time she's actually trying to... Uh, to uh, pull you over to her side rather than have you fall asleep she's trying to uh, get you to be more cooperative with her so uh, I'm going to roll that here and uh, she's going to do uh, the, um, the the opposite version of the power attack she's going to do an accurate attack but again without the uh, without the full strength just the two Oh, but I'm pretty sure that is not going to be effective uh, still. So uh, I'm, she's got a 13 altogether, and that is going to be uh, against your yeah, against your dodge. So uh, that'll miss. Yep, that's going to miss. So you want to describe what happens as she's trying to pull you to her side there? Um, so yeah, she she gives her little speech and. Uh, Viridian, who's already not in a good mood, just looks at her and says, I'm not coming over to the dark side here. <laughs> All right. Nice. Go ahead and take your point. For bringing in a reference we all have. <laughs> all right. So good job. And um, so that was Camo's turn. And uh, Is this the uh, neutron punch this time again? Well, it didn't actually, uh, it didn't hit. No, she did. She she resisted the damage off the first punch. Yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Let me go ahead and roll for her. Yep. I'll do that. Okay. So second round of it racking through. Uh, that's going to be fourteen. So that's three. So uh, yeah. Uh, although she wasn't uh, affected by the actual impact, uh, she suddenly kind of uh, staggers over, clutching her sides. Uh, she seems to be having some sort of internal uh, trouble, and she's left staggered and bruised. Do you want to describe that? Uh, yeah, so, you know, as she's trying to move away, the, uh, the Viridian energy that was rolling over her uh, starts sinking in and going down to a uh, molecular level and causing her pain as she is hurt. Sure, sure, yeah. All right, and then it's going to go back up to bounce again. All right. Um, bounce is going to uh, um, 
casually toss the gun into the ocean, make sure nobody else is using it. And um, he's going to run, just for flavor, this is actually using his teleportation. Uh, for some reason, I can't pick up the character all of a sudden. That's weird. Can't move the chip. Bounce? Yeah. Are you are you on the right layer? I I haven't attempted to change layers. Anyway, um, he runs towards the van, and he kind of does a ground slide towards the van, and then teleports to the other side of it, like right behind um, Camo, and um, he's actually going to perform a. Um, um, an acrobatic, an agile feint using his acrobatics to basically try and trip her up. And, uh, he's gonna, uh, I'm basically gonna roll that now. He's got okay. uh, acrobatics of 10. So he's gonna roll that. Oh, wait a second. Let me double check something with agile feint. I know that you could use your movement. I was trying to remember if it was movement times two or your straight up movement. Um, it's just your movement. It's either your movement or your acrobatics. Yeah, your speed rank. Okay, so it's the same rank. Alright, so in this case, he's just going to roll d20 plus 10 and try and throw her off. And he gets a, uh... Yep, he gets a 13 and, uh, she rolls a 24, so you're not able to oh. do that. Do you wanna, do you wanna describe what happens? I'm gonna roll a hero point on that. Sure, I'll let you do that. Okay. Sure, alright. So yeah, you get her by a degree. So, uh... So that leaves a, her. That leaves her vulnerable uh, until the end of. Uh, yep, vulnerable your to next me. Turn. And then I'm going to spend another hero point for the setup, and I'm going to transfer that bonus to Viridian. Sure, sure. Yay! Right, so then until the, end, so the at, <laughs> until the end of Viridian's next turn, she's yep. she's vulnerable. So you can do an all-out power attack on it. I, I basically, he slides behind her, kind of doing that that old, you know, slapstick gag routine where he gets under her uh, behind her knees and, and kind of um, gets into her center of balance so she's she's off balance. Yeah. And he's, he's like, come on, V, hit her. Punch her out. She's only right. a little girl. Sure, absolutely. All right, and so for setting up for your teammates and then also for your description, I'll give you a hero point. And uh, so you leave her vulnerable to uh, Viridian, and uh, but right now it goes back to Sandy. Alrighty, well Sandy's gonna go ahead and take advantage. Uh, sorry, Viridian, it's just gonna happen. Uh, Sandy's gonna jump down and run over towards uh, Camo. Okay. And uh, take a big uh, bite out of crime over there. Sure, absolutely. Go for it. It seems a popular phrase tonight. Sorry, guys. Now you know everybody has to uh, to pay Eric. He since he, I blame Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Alrighty. He threw it out there first. So it's going to be a uh, 26. Alright. 26 is going to hit. And your strength is 10 for Sandy. So she's doing her resistance there. Um, she's already staggered and she's bruised at a negative one. So roll that up. All right, so she was looking for a 25. She hits a 22, which leaves her bruised again. So as he comes in and attacks her, it damages her some more, but probably probably not as much as you were hoping. You want to go ahead and describe that? So uh, Sandy's going to go and run over, and he's you know big bull mastiff of a rock dog, and he barrels into and grabs her at the ankle and tries to rip her off her feet. But uh, she's she keeps this firm stance, shaking him off. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Good job. And uh, then we go from Sandy to Rockhound. All righty. And uh, Rockhound is going to go ahead and uh, ground sled over there. Uh, drop of the back. Um, doing the perfect gang up on camo. Seeing there's no other real crooks in the area. This is the last one standing. And she is going to, um, stat-wise, I think we'll use um, geokinesis as the attack. But she she's going to take rubble and uh, rocks from around the area and kind of uh, collect them around her fists. And she's going to go ahead and uh, punch uh, Camo in the face. Sure. And for those of you out there listening, uh, on on the battle map right now, it is not looking good for Camo. She's <laughs> she's she's absolutely surrounded but on all sides mark. by yeah, superheroes. Plus sign right there. So, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll that up. Gonna be a sixteen. I'm gonna go ahead and spend a hero point to re-roll that one though. Okay. So, let's see if we can pop it back up here. Here we go. Like twenty left, right? Yeah, somewhere around there, right? Now that twenty-one hit. Yeah, that will hit. So, if that's you, geokinesis, that's yep. going to be a uh, thirty-eight. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, thirty. So, all right, let's see how how bad it it turns out for her here. Let's see if I'll get my my third nat twenty of the night. <laughs> Almost. Oh man, that, that was real close. Almost. So, um, uh, she is looking at a DC of thirty. I rolled a nineteen to go with that six in in toughness. We're looking at a twenty five. So that that's one full degree. So she gets bruised again, bringing her down to a negative three on her toughness. You want to describe what happens? So as um, Rockhound drops in from the sky, floating on a uh, a little raft of earth. Rubble and concrete bowls around her fist, and she pulls back a good haymaker, lays into it, and the rocks actually expand at, right before contact, giving a nice big clunk of rock on skull action. Awesome, awesome, great job! All right. So yeah, she you guys are are chipping away at, at this uh soldier of fortune here. 
And uh, after Rockhound's turn, it goes back over to Viridian, who has already got her mat on here. <laughs> yeah, so Viridian um, is uh, just frustrated with with this soldier of fortune, and so she's just going to haul off and uh, all out power attack her you know, and just drop her. Uh, you know, so hopefully. Okay. Let's see. So that's going to be. Okay. Really? Uh, That is not going to hit. Oh, actually, wait. No, she she was uh, she was still vulnerable to you. So that will hit. Yep. That will absolutely hit. Okay. So that would be a 33. Okay. All right. So she is now down to a five. Okay. So now we're looking at uh, 18 uh, that she missed by there. So that's a good four degrees. Uh, so you, 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 you managed, or let's see, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you managed to knock her out. Do you want to describe, describe what it looked like? Yeah. So Viridian, uh, basically everybody's holding her down more or less. Yeah. And so she backs up and just comes in with a, uh, cosmic powered, uh, haymaker and slams her across the jaw. And as she's dropping, she says, you know, LL Cool J said, mama said, knock you out. <laughs> All right, negative one hero point. And... Oh, that was a good negative one hero point. That's such a bad pun. Right. Well worth it. Well worth absolutely, it. absolutely. Sometimes it's worth it. Worth it to spend a hero point. All right, so good job, and uh, so you managed to to take her out, and um, so now basically I'm going to set the scene. I'm going to let you guys wrap it up player by player and describe how how you're tying uh, tying the scene together here. So um, the the guards um, back with the medic have started started to come to, and uh, they've let her know that they're going to need you to actually uh, finish the transport of of the prisoner along with these new uh, these new prisoners as well. So um, she's going to make sure that they're okay, and she's going to transport them to the to the hospital. And uh, they're going to leave the the villains in in your capable hands. Now, inside the transport vehicle, there is actually a um, a prisoner there already. Now, this is who they were trying to get, and uh, his code name is actually uh, Marauder. He's their their team leader, and he he was the one that had been captured, and. Um, they they were trying to uh, to break him out, but you've managed to make sure that they were not successful in that. So you guys have saved the day today. So great job! And um, so from there, I'm going to let you guys uh, player by player describe what you're doing to help uh, tie up the scene and make sure that these prisoners get get taken away. So we'll go ahead and start with um, with Rockhound. What what are you and Sandy doing? Well, uh, Rockhound and Sandy will go ahead and take care of the villains, uh, um, getting them all together and coordinate off the area with, like, um, a rock prison. And, um, 
thoroughly disarming the villains. Okay. And uh, as they seem to be military expert, they'll check for hidden weapons in the such. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and you do find like, you know, these guys are cybernetic guys and, uh, you know, a few of them have like compartments where they're able to, to store away extra weapons and such. And uh, for the most part, you feel like you've, you've, uh, you've managed to find most of what they have there. And so then we will go over to uh, Viridian. Viridian, what are you doing to help uh, tie this situation up here? Uh, Viridian is going to be moving some of the damaged vehicles and such out of the way so that the uh, armored personnel carrier can continue along its path. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, great. So you start clearing away the, the wreckage and... Uh, making it much easier for for the transport to be able to make it through uh, uh, on its way towards the, the prison. And Bounce, what about you? What's Bounce doing? Bounce is going to make sure that anybody who needs to get to the hospital can. He's got a teleport range of about four miles, so he can he can actually blink people straight there, or he can help the uh, the paramedics uh, at at the. At the back of the uh, ambulance there. He's got uh, enough tr- treatment ranks to, to do some first aid and, and some paramedic work. Um, sure. So, so maybe he'll, he'll, maybe, he'll maybe. help with crowd control. Basically, he'll, he'll help uh, with, um, you know, caring for the wounded and, and making sure that they get uh, the, the ones that are most injured get straight to the hospital as fast as possible. Yeah, the civilians seem to have been able to clear out the the area before uh, anything happened. But the uh, the guards were the ones that were injured. There was three of them, so we'll, we'll say that you were able to, uh, you know, uh, transport both them and and uh, the uh, the medic back to a to an actual hospital, um, leaving the ambulance to be taken care of later. And then uh, using your treatment skills, you're you're able to help uh, help with the recovery of those victims as well. So uh, with that, uh, we will um, will I'll go ahead and say that um, Titan uh, from the Challengers, as well as Apex, um, we also uh, let's see. We'll we'll say that Dreamweaver also shows up, and when the three of them arrive, um, Dreamweaver has created this uh, sort of like large magic carpet out of a dream material. Uh, that she's flying the the rest of her teammates on, and as they uh, touch down, you see Titan grow to a massive size, smiling at his fellow challengers. Uh, now holding this police transport in one hand, almost as if it's like a pizza uh, box, and uh, holding it up over his head, and he smiles down at the rest of you and says, "Ah, oh, my challengers." Yeah, you keep doing good work like this, and and the media is gonna just continue to love us. You've done great work today, and and you've helped a lot of folks. I'm gonna go ahead and make sure that this gets taken down to the right place, and uh, the rest of you just uh, help the civilians, and I'll see you back at the base. And he starts uh, walking off of the the bridge into the actual water. Uh, that's flowing underneath the bridge and, and walking in the direction towards the uh, the prison uh, with this large transport uh, now minuscule in his in his hands and uh, with that we'll go ahead and wrap it up so uh, you guys did real well you managed to take them down pretty fast there and 
helped the civilians first of all, which is always good. And in my opinion, as a GM, I like to see heroes helping helping the civilians and the helpless. So, uh, thank you so much for for coming and and playing this. Now, uh, before you guys go, I'd like to hand it over to James for a moment um, and let you guys ask any questions about the six gun characters. Um, maybe uh, have him talk to you about some of the ones that we didn't uh, really explore. Since we had three players, I didn't want to bring out the full team. These are pretty powerful uh, NPCs to use in your campaign. So uh, I didn't want to bring out the full force against you guys and uh, you know make it too hard here. So I'm going to uh, turn it over to James and, and also turn it over to the rest of you and, and let you uh, uh, ask him some questions about Six Gun if you have any. Sure. Um, thanks, Tully. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, oh, it's always nice when I get to play. Uh, I'm always usually the GM. I think this is the first time I've been a player on one of the Vigilance Press podcasts, too, which is, you know, hopefully I acquitted myself at least as well as the other players. You guys were great. Um, but uh, one of the fun things, uh, as I've been watching Tully run the, uh, several of the demos this weekend, um, was just watching how he was able to kind of, since, since there are six characters and six gun and I think eight characters over in the black chapter demos, he's been able to pretty much change it out and try different characters each time. Um, were you just kind of, I actually have a question for Tali real quick. Were you just kind of picking the characters that you thought would somehow match up against the players that were chosen or you, were you just going on? impulse of what you wanted to see because you wanted to see how the players characters work as far as your um, choice of villains well it's uh it was a, a little bit of of gauging against who the players picked but also gauging um just from my experience of running games trying to figure out uh you know a a, a, a pretty good balanced challenge without uh overwhelming uh anybody and making it to where it's like a three hour fight or something like that you know <laughs> we all love challenge but uh but we want things to be fairly balanced as well so i tried to uh pick characters that um that w- as far as like picking the villains i try to pick characters that on the villain team work well together mm-hmm. um but in a way that uh will be a, a, a positive challenge against the player characters but uh not so much to where uh, again will be overwhelming so uh, i i do gauge against who the people play but also trying to look at uh you know good little combos that will work together so um can i turn to the players and i ask you guys um uh, this is robin i think this is your first or your second time playing uh rockhound how do you like that character uh, you know what? Rockhound is a lot of fun to play. She's got a lot of room to like uh, maneuver and kind of use her powers to shape the battlefield. I mean, in the first game, I took uh, took down uh, Miss Tower, and I just kind of tried to lock her down for a round, but you know, she busted out of that. But I mean, she when she hit, she can hit pretty hard, and Sandy's great too. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty nice one-two punch of characters. Eric, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so uh, this was this is your first time playing Viridian. What did you think of her? Um, I really liked playing Viridian. 
And uh, I have think I think I found my new favorite uh, extra in secondary effect. <laughs> that is pretty nasty. Yeah, I mean anything where you like you know you can attack one person with that and let the lingering damage go and then move off to somebody else. And... I'm actually glad you brought that up because I wanted uh, James to explain to people a little bit more in detail uh, that effect because uh, Viridian's not the only one that has that effect in, in the Challengers. Um, there's another character that has a, a secondary effect and I, I believe that some of the characters in uh, the Black Watch have it as well. So, Black Chapter. Uh, or Black Chapter. So why don't, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell them about, uh, about that effect in case Sec- people don't Secondary know effect is an extra on, on your powers for those who haven't uh, read the system uh, or have kind of maybe overlooked it if they're playing it in some masterminds. Um, that basically allows an attack to do damage twice, once on the round that it hits and then once on the subsequent uh, round, if you will, on the, uh, the the targets at the end of the targets next turn. Um, and that can be used to simulate, and it's often used to simulate things like acid or poison. And with Viridian, I decided that, you know, her power was kind of cosmic in nature. And I thought it would be kind of fun if, you know, she could send like a, uh, a surge of cosmic energy into the enemy and kind of, uh, knock, knock their, their, uh, molecules around a bit. It was kind of a, um, you know, a very uh, comic book version of of radiation. But in this case, it was just like a surge of energy that would linger and and cause damage twice. Um, it was something that I, you know, when I was originally playing the character, because I actually use Viridian as my own uh, character when I'm when I'm playing the game. She's she's kind of my homebrew character, but um, I power stunted it on an impulse once and it was, it was something that just really made sense. So I kind of bought it with experience. And then when we turn around and, you know, built the character for this supplement, you know, we turned around and rebuilt the character kind of from scratch as a, uh, as a playable PC character and, you know, simplified a lot of things and, and streamlined the character and, and the concept. Uh, I wanted to make sure that that was still in there because I thought it was a really neat thing that most bricks don't get to do is that kind of odd, odd, you know, but effective, uh, sneaky kind of extra. And, and it's, it, it, it is a little sneaky and that's kind of fun of the, the fun part about it. Um, but, uh, that's, that's kind of the, the story of why she has it and, and how, that extra works. Um, Very cool. But uh, now yeah. we also have we also have another person here that's been viewing the demo. Uh, Keith, uh, Keith, do you do you have any questions after watching uh, what we've been doing? Do you have any questions about the uh, the six gun product here that we've been messing with? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can. Oh. Uh, no, I don't. It looks it looks really interesting. I'm looking forward to getting it. Great. And um, just just to let you know, I don't know if you saw over here, but we have these handouts which uh, let you uh, give you access to um, ways to reach uh, Vigilance Press as well as the uh, PDF for the Challengers, which are part of the Elements of Ruin. So if you uh, 
go over there to the journal uh, section uh, on the tab on the right, uh, you'll see how to get your character sheet. You can actually go on there, and it's a it's a free download through RPG Now, and um, I'm sure James will put that up for people to uh, to look at to go along with the podcast. Yeah, that they've uh, the, the the link has been up before. I'll I'll, I'll put it up again so that uh, people have that when I post the podcast. Yeah, they might want to look at the sheets while they're listening along. So let's see. And ridicule all of us as we play them horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> no, it's it's really great. I mean, it's re- it's really fun watching other people play the characters. Um, one of the things I don't get to do very often is get that kind of instant feedback or that immediate feedback of watching people play with the products that I make. So it's really nice to be able to take these things to a convention even a virtual convention and sit down with people and actually get to play those games. So I'm always happy to, uh, to share this stuff and see how people play with my toys. And, um, and it's not just mine. I mean, for example, six gun here was written. Uh, all the characters were conceived and created by, uh, Rick Jones, um, who's been doing terrific work for us. He's working on a couple of big new projects that we have coming out. Um, I haven't been announced exactly yet, but, uh, um, one is going to be uh, some something of, of like a cosmic uh, book uh, setting book, and then uh, he's got something else that's top secret that we haven't can't talk about it all yet. But um, uh, I was really happy when he turned in the uh, six gun uh, write up um, when we when he started talking to me about you know projects. I basically asked him you know if he liked you know, Greg Rooka, or if he could do something for me like a, a Greg Rooka book, because I was on a, a bender reading uh, Rooka um, stuff. I mean, he's written uh, Batwoman, and Batwoman Elegy being one of my favorite comic books of all time. Um, and he wrote Checkmate for a, a stretch of, like, brilliant stuff. And he's got this very strong affinity for realistic military um, stuff. And, and being able to carry that over effortlessly into a superhero setting. And I wanted to do some, some like military supervillains that had a real strong, uh, set of tactics to them, really strong set of, uh, abilities that would make them a threat to a, a superhero team. But, um, you know, go with the idea that they were, uh, very professional mercenaries. And he came back with this really cool team of cyborgs and, they are very effective, especially when you get all six of them together. Um, I love the fact that one of them's a dog, and and you know he's basically the the mascot of the team. Right. Um, and the, uh, the right now we're kind of waiting on the cover art from Alex Williamson. Um, I've seen some of the pencils, and I'm really excited. I can't wait to see the final version. Um, I'll be sharing that uh, as soon as we get that back, but. Um, once, once we get Black Chapter out of layout, uh, the six gun will be the next product going into layout. So hopefully we should have that. I'm hoping before the end of Christmas. Um, hopefully sooner than that. Um, uh, as somebody that's not usually into like, uh, cybernetic people and, um, even, even really like military type, um, units and things of that nature, Having used them in in the game, what what I personally liked about them, uh, and without spoiling too much as well, 
is that they actually have um, a pretty well thought out like character relationship uh, within the team that gives them an emotional core that you can kind of latch onto and um, find some real uh, motivations of, of why they're doing what they're doing and how they would interact with each other as a team beyond just being the uh, two-dimensional uh, cybernetic military guys. You know, they, uh, the, way they, the way they were written, there, there's something there to, to, to sink into to, to really uh, structure uh, a solid uh, a story and, and motivations within the team. Yeah, this, the the character motivations and their origins, and and one of the things about their origin is that it immediately informed other stuff we were writing. So, I mean, the the idea of the agency that's kind of the the lurking mystery behind them. Um, I won't spoil anything in case the GMs want to surprise their players, but actually turned around and informed characters. So, um, uh, if you read carefully you can detect the connection between Apex and Six Gun. Uh, once you've got both products, you'll actually start to see some some connections there. So there's some cool stuff that goes on um, in the background of, of the books that you don't necessarily need to use. It's not like something like if you're if you don't have one product, you're going to be missing out. But there's some nice little threads that you can connect and, and use those to kind of create some... Uh, some fun interactions between the characters if you want to use those. But, um, you know, Rick Jones did a great job, made, made these wonderful characters that immediately spoke to me. It's like one of the things that I really liked about his approach was that each of his characters, he had a very specific kind of idea of what they, they would look like. Like, uh, he, you know, he offered us kind of, an actor or something to use as kind of a model. And that was a lot of fun. Um, so like Marauder was, uh, inspired by Michael Clark Duncan, as I recall. Um, and, uh, things of that nature. And Marauder, by the way, is the team leader of six gun. So, yeah. And um, in this adventure, unfortunately he was the one that had been captured. Yeah. So they, they, they weren't exactly at their best without their, uh, their leader there. But, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a really great team, really great dynamic, and um, I hope people have a lot of fun with it. Absolutely, I think I, I know I had fun, and uh, hopefully everybody that played tonight had fun. Oh, I had a blast. Yeah, same here. Good great. time. Great. I look forward to playing with you guys later. Yeah. yeah sure. We'll have to we'll have to we'll have to hook up again. Keep my contact info. Absolutely, and and uh, just as I always say to people here on on the uh, podcast, uh, you can always find me over on Inferno dot net. It's a i i n f r n o. You drop the e, so i n f r n o dot net, and uh, I run games, I play games all the time there on the virtual game table. So uh, come find me over there, and uh, I'm always willing to play with new people. So. And we have actually InfernoCon coming up really soon. InfernoCon Eight, which is a uh, three days of one shots. Uh, so, be sure to come by and check that out. It's uh, in December, mid-December. So, all right, guys. Well, any other questions before I sign us off? Not that I can think about the top of my head. Okay. Well, thanks I'm, again for, I'm stumped. for. What was that? I'm stumped. I, You're you stumped. got me. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again so much. Um, thanks for letting me record this. Thanks for stopping by and, and, and playing, well, you know, uh, the game with us. Uh, to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. 
I may air these out of order because um, the first episode we recorded didn't get the bumpers at the beginning and end. I didn't get a chance to make any announcements. So um, this one will be easier to mix and, and post. So you may hear this one first, and you may hear the next one second. So it may sound a little out of order there, but uh, it's just the way I'm posting them. But they're, they're individual episodes, and they don't really relate to each other. Uh, so... Anyway, um, thanks again for listening, and thanks again to EtherCon for the opportunity to run the games and for setting up the, uh, the, uh, the this this convention. Um, and I, looking forward to EtherCon next year. I may approach the convention a little differently and just set up longer games because I think I'd like to run some longer game sessions. But uh, we shall see how that comes together uh, going into next year. But I'm going to see if I can't make InfernoCon next month as well. So hopefully we'll get to play with some of you guys again, and maybe some of you listening will stop by and uh, you'll get to play with us. So Absolutely. Uh, and also I want, I want to yeah. throw out a, a thank you to the people that stopped by yesterday as well and mm-hmm. the, uh, the demos that we ran with those. Those were a lot of fun as well. So and Thanks to Curtis for helping us live stream them. Absolutely. Thank you again, everybody, for listening, and uh, until next time, stay vigilant.